This is the Berman Method Podcast featuring Dr. Jake Berman and physician assistant Jenny Berman. We are here to treat problems and not symptoms. Disclaimer, this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and not to treat anyone or to give medical advice. If you are interested in any information that we are giving and would like to use this for yourself, we recommend that you contact your primary care physician or reach out to us and ask us questions about yourself specifically. Enjoy. All right, all right, all right. We are back, or actually I should say I am back. I am Jenny Berman, physician assistant, and this is the Berman Method podcast. I am solo today. Dr. Jake Berman, my normal co-host, is out. Uh, He's actually at a business meeting this week, so he is continuing to help the business, help to learn. Uh, He is part of a group with Paul Goff. And so it's a business group where they meet quarterly as far as uh, some of the members and then the rest of us meet also quarterly. So he actually gets eight meetings a year. I go four times a year, but it's just really awesome to meet with a bunch of other entrepreneurs, specifically in that group, majority of them are physical therapy business owners. But there's a couple of us like me who are a physician assistant or occupational therapist, speech therapist. So overall, it's just really cool to be able to sit in a room full of entrepreneurs and talk about business and what's working, what's not working, and how we can help each other. So that is where he is. I am alone today. But we have a very important topic that we are going to be talking about. First and foremost, happy Labor Day. Um, We are excited for Labor Day just to be able to be grateful for the ability to actually work and to have employees that can help us do what we do. And so it's just, you know, a fun day to be able to take off and to reflect and to be grateful for all the things that we have accomplished, but all of the people who have helped us to accomplish that and just take a day of rest. So happy Labor Day to everyone. I hope you all have a safe weekend um, or a safe day, but get to enjoy it. So I'm going to go ahead and dive right on in. The Berman Method podcast is where we treat problems and not symptoms. So we are trying to fight corporate medicine and just handing out medications, but rather really identifying what is causing our symptoms. What is the problem occurring? And we talk about things as far as blood pressure and cholesterol values, your gut health, irritable bowel syndrome. And then from the physical therapy standpoint, you know, you don't particularly need surgery on that herniated disc because that actually may not be what's actually causing your pain or the rotator cuff. You know, if the rotator cuff is torn, is that really what's causing your problems? It's really important to be able to look at the body as a whole from the inside out and identify really where are your symptoms coming from? Where are the problems coming from? And how can we treat that without needless medications, without surgeries if possible? So that's what we do in a nutshell with the Berman Method. And I'm going to talk a little bit more today about mental health. 
September is actually National Suicide Awareness Month. And so as we are starting September, I think it's really important to talk about that. This happens more often than we think. It happens in families who think it would never happen in their family. Suicide is really a preventable but very sad thing. And so I want to talk about that a little bit more and talk about mental health and that Sometimes medications aren't the answer and we have to dig a little deeper and figure out what exactly is causing the mental health disorder, whether it is depression or anxiety or bipolar disorder, schizophrenia. There's so many different types of mental health disorders and we can really target that by digging deeper and figuring out what is causing the disruption, what is causing this chemical imbalance and how can we help the body to fix it potentially with using medications, but maybe not, maybe going a completely different route because the medications aren't working for certain individuals. And and it's completely doable to be able to identify What exactly is this cause and how can we treat it more naturally? So just to give some stats there, it is about one in five adults in the United States that live with mental illness, whether again, that is anxiety, depression, bipolar, schizophrenia. Like I mentioned, there's multiple personality disorder. There's there's several different types of disorders, but one in five adults in the U.S. actually live with a mental health disorder, which is an astronomical number. In 2020, which we all know that was a tough year for majority of us, but in 2020, nearly 52.9 million were living with mental health illness in the United States. In 2022, this year so far, 40 million adults in the United States have anxiety alone. That's over 18% of the adults in the United States have anxiety as far as studies showed this year. These, you know, this is a little bit of depressing stats, but it's just insane to think about the amount of people who are dealing with anxiety, depression, and other mental illnesses on a daily basis. It is debilitating. It affects your family relationships. It affects your work. It affects your motivation, your overall health, your ability to get up and exercise or to eat right or to cater to your children if they need you. You know, this is just, it's really debilitating for a lot of people. And that's where it gets to the point of, I don't belong here or I don't need to be here, uh, which is very, very sad and doesn't have to be that way. The good news is, after talking about these depressing stats, is it is preventable, treatable, and curable, typically without even needing medications, as I mentioned. And so what Berman Health and Wellness looks at day in and day out is individuals' food. We look at the gut health more in depth. We look at the macronutrients, meaning the protein, carbohydrates, and fats individuals are providing to their body. We look at their fuel system. We look at their vitamin deficiencies. And all of this is a key, key factor in identifying what is going on internally in the body, which is affecting the chemicals in our brain and in our body in general. So when we're talking about mental health, I'm going to be talking about the gut. Most of this conversation is about your gut, where the the brain, the second brain, where it starts, where these chemical imbalances start, where the vitamin deficiencies start, where the inflammation starts is in your gut. The gut, meaning the entire gastrointestinal tract, so starting at your mouth, going down through the esophagus to the stomach, 
you know, through the intestinal tract all the way to the anus where it expels. From the entire GI tract, from the mouth to the anus, we are supposed to intake food and drink, and then absorb nutrients and expel the byproducts. The problem is when we have abnormal gut health, uh, it doesn't follow that pattern. And so other factors are coming in where we are actually not absorbing certain nutrients or certain particles and bacteria are actually penetrating into our tissues and into our bloodstream. And so this is causing an inflammatory reaction. We're causing bacteria and toxins and different particles to get into the blood, which is not normal. That's an an immune response for the body. It's a foreign body getting into our blood and into our tissues, which causes the immune system to start reacting. So when we talk about the gut health in general, when we're eating certain foods that our body is sensitive to, it's actually breaking down our gut lining. It's breaking down those structures that are supposed to keep particles in the intestines and absorb nutrients. When those that lining is broken down, the particles then can seep into our tissues and into the bloodstream. And that's where the foreign body aspect comes in. That's where the immune system starts reacting. Now, intestinal lining can break down for many reasons. I mentioned food sensitivity, so we're going to talk more about that. But stress, medications, trauma, all of these things can compound the effects of the intestinal lining breaking down, and then your food on top of that just damages things a little bit worse. Certain foods that you are sensitive to can cause inflammation. So the most common foods that can cause sensitivities are going to be gluten, dairy, egg, soy, corn, and almond. Now, it doesn't mean that every individual are sensitive to all these different foods, but those are the most common that we see through blood testing that individuals are going to be sensitive to, which cause the majority of the inflammatory reaction. There's a blood test that you can do. I recommend a a serum blood test, so one that's actually drawn and not a finger prick blood test, but there's a blood test you can do that'll show you out of 184 different foods what foods your body is sensitive to and what type of reaction you're having. So a mild reaction or moderate or a very severe reaction. Mild reactions are still important. It still is causing inflammation, especially if we're eating it on a regular basis. So if our body, if our immune system is mildly reacting every single day, eventually the immune system gets worn out. It gets tired. But also think about the amount of inflammation that is constantly being brewed. The more inflammation we have, the more it breaks down our lining. So I like to think about this like a sprained ankle. If we sprain our ankle, it swells up, right? So if we sprain our ankle, it swells. Typically, we will either put it in a brace or get off of it. So go non-weight bearing, meaning you're on crutches or on a scooter, or you'll wear a boot. You'll wear something to protect the ankle so that it doesn't have to work as hard and allow time for the inflammation to come down and for the ligaments to strengthen back up. Think about if you sprain your ankle and you continue to walk and jump on it. The swelling is never going to go down. The ligaments are going to continue to get weaker. Damage is going to continue to occur. The same thing is happening in our intestinal tract. If we're eating something our body is sensitive to, even if it's just 
once or twice a day, we're eating something we have a mild sensitivity to, that's like walking two or three hours on a sprained ankle. We are not allowing time for that inflammation to come down and heal. The inflammation continues to build, the swelling continues to be there, and the in this case, intestinal lining, meaning those little structures are continuing to break down similar to how the ligaments would if we continue to use those when we're in a state of inflammation. So if you think about the intestinal tract, like an ankle, if we're not allowing time for it to rest and heal and to strengthen, and we keep impacting it with the medications, the stress, the food that we're eating, it's constantly being broken down. Now I mentioned these toxins. So the different food particles, the bacteria, the different items that are supposed to get expelled from the body now are getting into our tissues and into the bloodstream because of the broken structures in our intestinal lining. And the immune system, like I said, treats that as foreign and starts reacting. Those toxins create or the immune system in response to those toxins creates what we call antibodies. Antibodies are inflammatory markers that go and attack other organs. So that's where autoimmune disease comes in. In this case specifically where we're talking about mental health, there's something called cytokines that develop, which are, again, these inflammatory markers, but they can actually cross what we call the blood-brain barrier. So these cytokines can get into the brain and affect the chemicals of our brain. Now, this is kind of twofold. So now we have the cytokines getting to our brain that are affecting the chemicals in the brain, causing chemical reactions or lacking certain chemicals that our brain needs to balance our hormones and different effects that our brain has on uh, how we think and how we function. But in addition to all of this, if the gut lining is continuing to break down, we're not absorbing our vitamins and nutrients. And vitamins are a key component to supporting our brain, our brain function, and the chemicals in our brain. So now we have these cytokines getting to the brain, affecting our chemicals. We also are lacking vitamins uh, because we're not absorbing them through our food or our supplements. And the vitamin deficiencies are also affecting how our brain functions. So all of this is to say our food and our gut health is leading to majority of our problems when it comes to mental health, anxiety, depression, and thoughts of suicide or uh, the bipolar disorder, as we mentioned. So I want to transition a little bit to talking more specifically about certain vitamins, which are really important for our entire body to function, but specifically the brain function, the brain health, mental health. And so we're going to talk about a few specifically, and certainly, you know, supplementation can be helpful, but we also have to heal our gut lining. If we don't heal our gut, we're not going to absorb these vitamins even through supplements. So it's really important that you're starting at the basics and saying, okay, what foods are causing the gut lining to break down or medications or stress or whatever it is? And how can we intervene that? How can we improve the gut health so we can actually absorb nutrients? And then how do we monitor our vitamin levels to make sure we're taking the appropriate amount? 
we are not treating individuals here through the podcast. So I do not recommend that you go out and just buy all these vitamins and start taking them because certainly some of them are fat soluble and can get to toxic levels. Some of them can interact with certain medications. So it's really important that you are either contacting your provider, contacting us, doing your own research before you're starting any vitamins or supplements. But nonetheless, we are going to talk about some of the ones that are very important for us. First one we're going to talk about is omega-3. Omega-3, as most of us know, is also a type of fish oil, which fish oil is a blood thinner, so be aware of that. Omega-3 is very important for proper blood flow to the brain. It is very important for efficient and equal blood flow to the brain. And that's important for chemical communication, performance of cognitive tasks, so for certain tasks that we are thinking about and performing on a daily basis, and is important for memory. So omega-3 is very important for those chemical balances and for the brain to be functioning efficiently. Vitamin D. Vitamin D, as we know, we've talked about a lot on this podcast, and I'm sure, you know, listening to the media, you know, it's very important for the immune system. So when we are at a state of inflammation, it's really important, but it also protects the nerves and regulates the immune system directly correlated with mood stabilization. Vitamin D in our practice is also very important because it can induce insulin resistance if the level is low. And we know insulin resistance is how our body is able to metabolize food and to help with the metabolism. So vitamin D has a lot of important facts. As you all probably also know, it's important for bone density. So preventing osteopenia, osteoporosis. But for this podcast purpose, we're talking about mental health. It is important to protect the nerves and to stabilize the mood. Vitamin B12, a lot of us know as the energy vitamin, but it also is very, very important to protect the nerves, produce brain chemicals, and prevent brain shrinkage. So we use vitamin B12 a lot in individuals who have a family history of dementia or Alzheimer's, but also who are taking things like metformin, which is a prescription medication that can deplete B12. So it's really important, again, to protect the nerves, but also to balance those brain chemicals. Magnesium. I could talk about magnesium on a whole entire podcast. It is so important for mood stabilization, for resting the brain, for calming the stress receptor in the brain, for melatonin production, to prevent muscle cramps, to help with the bowel movements. I mean, it has so many positive effects. It also plays a role into insulin resistance. But magnesium is really important for protein building blood sugar stability, blood pressure stability, nerve transmission, calming and regulating the mood. So a magnesium deficiency can really impact how our brain is functioning and the chemicals inside the brain, the communication from nerve to nerve and cell to cell. Magnesium is very, very important. And there's many, many types of magnesium. Some types of magnesium are not well absorbed at all, but there's two types in particular that we use in our office that are very well absorbed and are not too harsh on the intestinal tract. Magnesium citrate is not recommended to take for more than two weeks at a time because it's extremely harsh on the intestinal lining and can actually negate the gut health that you're trying to do uh, if you're using that type of magnesium. 
folate. So a lot of us know folate as the vitamin that pregnant women should take, right? Um, because it helps with producing folic acid. But what many of us don't know is that folate is so, so important for brain function and mood stabilization. It helps to balance the serotonin levels. We know that serotonin is the upper, the positive hormone in the brain. So folate is vital for balancing those proper serotonin levels, but it also helps with cellular growth and it helps for red blood cell formation. We have to have proper red blood cells. We have to have proper oxygen to the brain for chemical reactions to occur and for the chemicals to be balanced. And folate is really important to make that happen. L-theanine, we've talked about that a lot on this podcast. L-theanine is a natural amino acid that we have to get from exogenous or outside areas. We can't make it inside. And it aids in mood regulation and stress reduction. L-theanine is really, really important to calming the stress receptor in the brain, reducing the cortisol response, which is a stress hormone. So that is a key component to balancing cortisol and brain function as well. Amino acids. We have essential amino acids and we have non-essential amino acids. Amino acids are really important for hormone balance. Uh, and we know that the stress response start with hormones in our brain, but it's also important for increasing that serotonin level as well and reducing psychological stress. So a lot of times we will get the amino acids from supplementation. So usually in a powder form that we drink, a lot of individuals will use amino acids to help with muscle recovery. So it's really important for that too. But in our case, balancing the serotonin levels to help with brain function. So, you know, these are just a few vitamins that are really important for brain health and um, mental health but some that we use regularly in our practice for multiple different reasons. So not just to target mental health, but overall to help with stress reduction, to help with insulin resistance, blood sugar stability. We're not going to talk about it today, but blood sugar stability is one of the key components to maintaining mental health, avoiding certain red food dyes, reducing inflammation, as we've already talked about through your food sensitivities. These are all also key components to balancing the hormones and the chemicals in the brain to improve stress and anxiety and depression and all the other areas of mental health disorders, preventing suicide, helping with positive thoughts, and actually believing in the gratitude that we're telling ourselves we're going to say every day. You know, we could talk about mental health for multiple podcasts, but the reason I wanted to talk about this one today was specifically to get into some of the different vitamins that are really important for brain function. And we cannot absorb our vitamins if we do not start at the gut health level. So figuring out what foods our body is sensitive to. Avoiding those foods is important, but more importantly is allowing that healing time and process. So utilizing certain gut health vitamins can also be um, helpful to aid in regenerating the intestinal lining. Exercise. Exercise is important, but we want to make sure we're not over-exercising, which can actually increase the stress response in the body and break down the gut lining. 
focusing on stress reduction. So, you know, we can't a lot of times take our stress away when it's work and family related. Sometimes we have control over that. Sometimes we don't. But there's certain amino acids, like I talked about the L-theanine, that can help with cortisol response. The blood sugar stability is a key component in that. If our blood sugar is spiking regularly throughout the day, meaning it's high, cortisol responds to that and cortisol levels go up. Cortisol is that stress hormone. When the stress hormone increases, the gut lining breaks down even more and more cytokines develop. So it all goes hand in hand. I mean, we can't just fix one area. We can't just fix the chemicals in our brain. We have to improve the gut health, improve our cortisol levels, improve our blood sugar stability so that we are targeting all aspects and healing as one whole and not just one area. Healing one area won't last forever. Healing our body as a whole is something that's maintainable. It's longevity. It's a lifestyle that we're adjusting to. So this was a lot of information today. We kind of jumped around towards the end there, but it's all to say that we have to look at the body as a whole from the inside out. We have to treat the problems, not just the symptoms. We can't just replace with medications and say, okay, it's going to work forever because at some point it's not. We have to target every aspect Make sure the gut's as healthy as it can be. Make sure the blood sugar is, st- is as stable as it can be. A balance of our exercise, of our cortisol levels, and then looking into these vitamin levels that we are trying to replace all at the same time. If you have specific questions about this, please reach out to us. Our, our information is on here and we'll put it on the show notes too. But please reach out, ask questions. If you are feeling alone, know that you are not alone in this. I mean, this is so common and it is treatable, curable, preventable. We are here to help you. If you know someone that's struggling with mental health in any or of any kind, mental health of any kind, not just suicide, but that anxiety, the depression, bipolar, schizophrenia, multiple personality disorder, whatever the, the, chemical imbalance that they are going through or mental health disorder they're going through, please share this podcast with them. Have them reach out to us. We are here to reach that one more person and to turn one more life around because it's certainly so important and we want to help one more family member. So share this podcast, reach out to us, know that you're not alone. We are here to support you and we'll do it every step of the way. So I hope everybody has a wonderful week. Uh, Welcome to September. And we are looking forward to seeing you next week. Ciao for now. Thank you for subscribing on your social media and podcast platforms to The Berman Method. Dr. Jake Berman with Berman Physical Therapy and Jenny Berman, Physician Assistant with Berman Health and Wellness. You can find more information on our website, www.bermanpt.com for physical therapy, bermanpt.com forward slash wellness for the health and wellness. You can also find us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and on your podcast platform. So be sure to follow us, like us, subscribe to us. And if you would like any further information, definitely visit our website and reach out to us. You may also find our free reports on the websites as well, where you can download this free information for yourself. Have a great day.